You're listening to Dr. Leslie from Dr. Leslie Inspires, where we empower mothers by raising their level of awareness, discussing tough mother-son issues that everyone knows exists, but no one is talking about. Learn more about us by visiting our website at www.drlesleyinspires.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Leslie. Hello, 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 everyone, and thank you so much for joining me, Dr. Leslie from Dr. Leslie Inspires. I am your host for the show on today, and this is where we empower, inspire, and encourage you as you work to transform your relationship with your son. Today, I want to talk to you about a recent experience that I had. And this experience was dealing with my mom who was recently diagnosed with uh, ovarian cancer. And so throughout my process in dealing with that, I got some revelation of my own, some revelation that actually enabled me to come to you today It's been on my mind for the longest, but like I have said on other podcasts, I have a podcast for every single day, but I don't have that kind of time. So I have to do them once a week. So you can hit that subscribe button so that you can hear from us at least every Sunday on the podcast. You can subscribe to the um, YouTube channel where you can get this information on YouTube, Spotify, uh, iTunes, whatever your favorite place is, we are trying to be there so that we can minister to your needs to get you what you need. And our prayer is that you will just always um, open your heart enough to hear the Holy Spirit and to hear what um, the Holy Spirit is saying to you. So let's bow our heads right now and uh, open it up for, uh, so that you can be able to hear. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, O God, for this opportunity to come before you one more time. We pray that this podcast, this meeting is all of you and none of me. Father God, I just ask you to give me the wisdom that I need to hear from the Holy Spirit, to hear that still small voice giving me wisdom on what to say, how to say it, when to say it, so that a mother who is struggling with her son can receive some revelation knowledge so that she can uh, be empowered, she can be encouraged, and change can occur in her life as she is inspired. So we just thank you, O Lord, and we will be so careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So thank you. Thank you again. Subscribe, like at the end, but listen to the whole thing because I've got something for you. So as I was, um, you know, we found out one day that my mother had cancer. There was this whole process and I'm going to take you through it because I think it is going to help someone because I had to to make some changes within myself. 
And so my mother, who just turned 69, praise the Lord, on February 20th, 20, 2021. So February 20th, 2021, my mother turned 69. So back in July, she was having some uh, serious complications um, where she was finding, you know, different things wrong with her, where she knew that there was something that was wrong with her body. And so at some point, you know, she ended up going to the doctor, the doctor that she saw oh, well, you know, the blood that you're seeing, as long as it's not dark red, it's either dark red or light red, you're fine. Which, if you're seeing blood anywhere, it's not fine. It's not fine. So later, you know, she went back and saw her regular doctor. That doctor ended up doing some other tests. And this is without, without going into, you know, detail, detail, but giving you some perspective. And she, she went to her doctor um, and then she ended up getting scans or CT scans and, you know, some other tests where they were able to look so that they could see what was going on with her body. So she got the scans um, and then my brother uh, who lives there in Ohio with her um, my brother went to the doctor with her. And so they saw this cancer doctor who said, you definitely have cancer. It looks like it's colon cancer. And you need to have this um, surgery. You need to have it removed like immediately. He told my brother, if she was my mother, uh, she'd be having it like as soon as possible. And then he went on to say, I wish I had seen you in July. So, you know, at this point we're like, sheesh. So my, my um, you know, brother ended up calling me and my sister to tell us, you know, what was said at the doctor. And so we were kind of pressing my mother, well, what's she waiting on? She need to schedule her appointment. She need to, what, why is she? You know, and so she didn't schedule the appointment. So my niece who is a physician's assistant ended up um you know they ended up showing her the scans um and she was like you know this is not good you know she ended up shedding some tears and i might be telling this out of order but it happened and so shedding some tears because she knew exactly what those scans said, you know, whereas us, you know, we, we're depending on what the doctors uh, tell us. But my niece, she knew. And so when my niece, um, my niece said, you know what, grandma, I think you need to get a second opinion. Ah, it's just something that's just not right. I, I think you need to get a second opinion. And my niece, she works um, in the emergency room uh, at Cleveland Clinic. So she scheduled uh, she made sure that my mother saw the best doctors. Um, you know, she, she knew the questions to ask. And that made me just think about people who don't know the questions to ask and they don't have 
someone there to help lead and guide them uh, in the right direction when a situation like this comes. Because when my mother got that information, we're like, why, did, why isn't she calling her? Why isn't she making the, the doggone appointment? I mean, this is serious. And I called her and she's just like, nope, I, I, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready. We're like, what the, yeah. So that was a Friday. My niece had an appointment scheduled for her that Monday. So as the doctor, my niece, she made sure she went to this appointment with her and she was familiar with this doctor. And so the doctor, he said, um, yeah, I do see colon. I mean, I do see cancer up in here, uh, reading the CT scans. And he said, but I see something else. We need to, he said, I, we need to get an OB um, OBGYN gynecologist, oncologist <laughs> to come in and look at this. So my niece made it her business to get an appointment scheduled for the next day. And so when they saw she, she had that appointment and then the gynecologist oncologist said, there is definitely cancer in her ovaries and her fallopian tubes. And so that is where they said it originated, okay? Not the colon, as the first doctor said, she, yes, is there, we need to hurry up and get it out. So we just started thinking, my God, what if my niece, and I'm gonna say, my niece who, my brother had at 21, you know, she wasn't planned. And so this is my little, this is my piece for all of this, this ministry moment. My niece, my brother got pregnant with her at 21. And I want to say he got married at 18 and I might've even, I, I, I text him, let me ask him. But, um, my, um, okay, so they had my niece at 21 and they got married at age 23. It's not a part of the plan, not a part of the plan. So of course my mother was disappointed, right? Because she had plans for my brother. And so my, um, I, I said all of that to say, and then you know, me and my sister and my brother, we talked because my sister, she knew certain things. My mother, my brother knew certain things. I knew certain things. <laughs> and my mother, she was telling us each what she wanted us to know. And so once we decided to collaborate, once we figured, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, how do, I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. What? And we had to figure out, okay, okay, listen, so we've got we've to start talking because she's telling us what she wants each of us to know. But um, I remember she had told me some things and she hadn't told my brother. And then she finally told my brother and my brother, he was hurt. And so I remember my mother told me that she told him, she said, oh yeah, he was hot. He was mad at me. And I started thinking, which is what made me call them. How would I feel if 
I was the one who she was not telling everything to. I want to know. And I believe people that you love and care about do have the right to know what is going on with you because you have some people who are just falling dead who nobody even knew that they were sick. You might have known something, but nobody really knew the full story of what was going on with them. So fast forward. My mother, she has the surgery. My niece, my darling unplanned niece was the savior in all of this, okay? So the night before my mother's surgery, and I'm getting a little choked up just even thinking about this whole thing. The night before the surgery, we all were there um, in the living room. We prayed for my mother and my niece, she, you know, her and my mom, they hugged and my mother just cried because she just looked at, you know, my niece, like this young lady who is now a, a physician's assistant handling her business and was able to, let's just say, save my mother's life, save my mother's life. Okay. Cause we didn't know I'm a doctor, but I'm a doctor of education, <laughs> not a medical doctor. So I can't help you in that way. And so um, the next day, um, you know, during COVID, only one person could be in the, you know, hospital with my mother. And so I volunteered to be that person because my brother was there. I knew at some point he was going to have to pick up. My sister, she came after I did um, from LA and we all took shifts, you know, to be with her. So my mother, she was in the hospital for 10 days. And so this is where this kind of relates. It, it has, it's being brought home to you because all of it is relative. And I just want to give you some perspective on your son. So while my mother, you know, she had the surgery and, you know, she was dancing and moving around, even though she was in pain, she couldn't wait to have this surgery because she wanted to be herself again. Uh, she wanted to be whole, she wanted to be new. But when she got out of that house, that uh, surgery, she was everything but, and it looked so bleak to me. It looked, it was, you know, and so maybe a day or two after her surgery, um, I was there and I stayed there like all day. And so my mother, she, um, they had given her some Lasix and potassium. And then the, apparently the Lasix drained the potassium from her body and made her like just pass out. So we were like talking, you know, me and her talking, cause I would always uh, observe her behavior, her mannerisms, what she ate. She was hardly eating anything. Um, but she would be hungry, but once she got her food, she wouldn't want to eat. That's not the story today, because she is 18. And so, um, so next thing I know, my mother was, um, she was, we were talking. Next thing I know, she like just passed right out in front of me. So I got out of the chair and I'm like, no, no. So I ran to the door, help, somebody help. And so they ran in the room and you know, everybody had a story about what happened. I was telling them what happened. 
And so at that moment, everything changed for me. At that moment, everything changed for me. I became her overall protector. And when I tell you I became her protector, I didn't even want to leave the hospital anymore because I felt like what would have happened if I was not in that room to witness, to see what happened? You know what I mean? And so um, they were asking me, you know, different things, or if I heard them, you know, trying to make a speculation about what happened, I was like, no, no, this is what happened. Or this, that happened. No, that didn't happen. You know what I mean? I found myself, excuse me, um, justifying or, or be, you know, I felt like, okay, I gotta really help her. Excuse me. And so I said, um, so I said, my mother, she was looking at me while they're, you know, putting the EKG on her. They're doing all these different things. And after that, I couldn't even sit down. I was on watch. I had all the nurses on lock. I'm like, every time they walked in the room, I read the, um, their name tag to let them know, I know who you are. I'm taking, what is that? I would call my niece, put it on FaceTime, put her on FaceTime and say, look, you see this EKG? Here's the numbers. What do you see? This is what they're doing. Look, this is what, and they started looking at me like, okay, this might be a problem. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So being her protector at that point, I didn't want anything to happen to her. I didn't want anything to happen to her on my watch. I wanted to prevent her from hurting. I wanted to make sure she got out of that hospital. I wanted to make sure every doctor that came in that room knew what she was going through, what she had gone through, what the other doctor had said before they came in. And you know, half the time, some of the time they didn't know. I, I mean, things are moving so fast. Sometimes they didn't know, so I made it my business to inform them. So I can go on, but I'm gonna fast forward just a little bit because once my, now my time is over, my sister comes. So it took four weeks before my mother actually um, started the chemo. So that was just her recovering from having um, the complete hysterectomy and having the cancer removed from her body, you know, from what they could see. And so it, it, was, it was really rough to watch um, because you don't want to see your parents, you know, go through anything like that. And so... You don't want them to hurt, just like you don't want your son to hurt. And so my, um, so as my sister took over, of course, and we all would text about, you know, what was going on. We would text pictures, what's she doing now? This is what she's not eating. This is, you know. And so as we prepared for the chemo, I didn't want her to go through chemo. I'm more of a natural type gal. I want... You know, I, I would like to go the natural process first. Um, 
and and just see what we can do without putting that because it's not the cancer that kills it's the chemo that kills people and i had that in my mind so with everything in me i did not want her to go through chemo but guess what she wanted everything but the only thing she was talking about was preparing for her chemo and you know my niece is more you know of what she learned in medical school so you know that's what she could tell us but me and my sister we were doing more research on the naturalistic a holistic approach um my mother she talked to the to the people but she's one who she trusted her doctor she only wanted to do what the doctor said that she should do and so what do you do with that and so this is for you right here the night before she was supposed to start her chemo session her first chemo session do you know i could not sleep <clears throat> i could not sleep and i found myself at another level of stress that my body had never experienced i mean from like heart palpitations from you know my eyes just you know, headaches, migraines. Um, it, it, it switched something on for me that had not ever been turned on. And that's my lesson for mothers because <laughs> I said, I mean, I don't understand. I called one of my friends who, uh, she too is a physician's assistant um, in Atlanta. And she said, that sounds like stress. Uh, my husband also said, I think that you are stressing over what's going on with your mom. I'm like, you think so? I said, this is, you know, cause I was trying to make sure, <laughs> I don't even want to say it, but it took me to another level of prayer. And so I text my mom the night before, mom, just want you to know, I'm thinking about you. I'm saying a prayer for this first chemo session, blah, blah, blah. It was like four, I'm like, I can hardly sleep. And so <laughs> my sister also told my mother later that she had trouble sleeping, her neck was hurting and all these things. And so later I got a text message from my sister and said, hey, mommy told me that uh, you sent her a text message this morning saying that you couldn't sleep. Listen, you all, this is what my mother told her. Y'all doing too much. <laughs> y'all need to stop y'all worrying too much. She said, y'all need to give it to God and pray. up here worrying about you. <laughs> Listen up here worrying about you and you the one who's sleeping at night. You the one sleeping soundly, getting ready for your chemo while we sit up here worried about her. This chemo, oh my God, this chemo, she go, we don't know what it's going to do to her body. She already, uh, we had so many concerns about her and this doggone chemo. And you know how many concerns she had? 
zero, or that's how it appeared. So you all know what? It was at that moment that I said, this is how my mother's feel. Those who, and I talk about stress all the time. Um, I talk about how we try to control so many things and how fear can grip us and take your body into another state. And here I am with my mother doing the exact same thing that I'm telling you. And so <clears throat> I had a firsthand account of, I've got to give this to God. This woman is sitting up here sleeping, not hardly worried about what she is about to undergo. My body is at another level of stress, worried about her and she sleep. And me and my sister, we just laughed, we laughed, but you know what? It wasn't funny. It was not funny, it was a wake up call because that's what you're experiencing. That is what you're experiencing. And let me tell you what I did. I ended up saying, God, after, after I came from urgent care, making sure that I was okay, you know, um, and you know, it was stress. It was stress. Now I haven't even told this to my mother and I know she listens to my podcast. So she's probably listening to this and finding this out for the first time <laughs> right now, because I'm not going to tell her. I didn't want her to be stressed out about anything. So, but I wanted to share it with people that follow Dr. Leslie Inspires because somebody else can be inspired, empowered, or encouraged by this testimony. And so after I came from, after I came from uh, the, uh, after I came from urgent care, I was like, no, I got to, um, I got to get rid of the stress. I'm like, how do I get rid of the stress? I mean, I, it's a difference of I'm, the stress is here because of how I care and how I love my mother, right? How you care and love your son. And so my husband says, you know what this is, Leslie? He said, you don't have control of the situation. You don't have control. He's, he said, you're used to having control over situations. And when you have control and you lose control, he said it much better than, than I did. And I'll get him to talk about it one day. But when he said it, I knew exactly, I knew that he was correct. When you, the level of control that you have over something you know, you can control your emotions and your feelings, but when you don't have control, that your, your body, you know, starts to talk to you. You know what I mean? Your body starts to tell you that you're out of control. You're no longer in control. Well, how do you get back in control? How do you bring your body back to homeostasis to where you are doing things uh, like normal. Okay. And so I had to pray because I didn't know how to do it. Even though my husband was telling me this, my, uh, friend was telling me, uh, something else, but the one thing that was for sure was it was stress. 
And so I wanted to share it with you because I had to pray and ask God to help me. I, I had to pray and I literally got on my knees and envisioned the burden being right here on my shoulder. And I had to understand that God loves my mother more than me. And I also realized that my mother had her own free will. <laughs> she was going to do what she was going to do. Your son is going to do what he is going to do. The only thing you can do is encourage, inspire, and empower him. You don't have control over his decisions, especially if, really, no matter what age, you can only encourage empower and inspire them you know because the more you get worked up about what they are not doing based off of how you feel they should do we get worked up we start stressing ourselves out okay and so i didn't quite know how to do it in that situation so <clears throat> i had to ask god to really show me how to remove this burden because I knew I could not go on like this. And I knew my mother was gonna have the chemo and there was nothing I could do about it. Guess what? She's a grown woman and she has that right. But you know what it made me do? It made me make sure all of my stuff was together from my uh, advanced directive to my will to my uh, life insurance, you know, everything. So that in the event something happened just like that, people would know what my wishes are. And um, uh, another friend of mine, uh, Dr. Goodman, who's here in Atlanta also, you know, she is a, she went through medical school, but now she deals with things more uh, on a, holistic from a holistic standpoint excellent 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 doctor so i was calling her to um to get some wisdom from her she deals with everything from a spiritual perspective and that is how i want to be dealt with uh, when it comes to my situation because a lot of things that we deal with um in the natural and it manifests in our our natural bodies are really spiritual issues and if we can start dealing with our spirit and what's going on in our spirit, then we can really start to deal with it. We can start the healing process in the natural. So once I got on my knees and I asked God to remove this burden, I said, your yoke is easy and your burden is light. Please, Lord, I had to repent from trying to do his job, I had to repent. And I had to believe, truly, truly believe that God loved my mother enough to take care of her. And he could heal her. You know, he has given us the gift of chemo when it's used properly. Um, he's given her the gift of a free will to make the decision that's, that's her decision that's not my decision so when i had to, when i decided to put my stuff in order i realized she has to make a decision for herself he has to make a decision all of us have to make our own decisions 
and you can't necessarily make decisions for somebody else. So when dealing with your son, you may want to make certain decisions for him. Even though you're his mother, you still have to empower him by allowing him to make his own decisions and respecting his decisions. And I and part of my issues that came about was because I felt so strongly. Now I am one when I feel very strongly about something, it's hard to change my mind. Everything that I do reflects how I feel about that. And my mind can't be changed either. So I really figured out how much like my mother I am <laughs> in that aspect. And then uh, my sister, who's 16 years younger than me, we too learned how much alike me and her are, you know, because she believes in the holistic approach. Um, she was stressing out too to try to get my mother to, I mean, she did the research to uh, had her on the phone talking to different holistic doctors. And we were like, this is the one she's gonna use. This is the one she's gonna go to. This is probably the herbs that she's gonna take. This is, this is, this is, this is, this is. And my mother said, no, thank you. I'm going with the chemo like Dr. Michener said. What? I'm going with the chemo. and the stress begins. Everybody else stressed out except her. So I'm just coming to you so that you can release and you can begin to let go uh, of trying to control certain situations. And a lot of that control that I had, let's just sum it up in one word with four little letters. Fear, F-E-A-R. It was a fear of the chemo perhaps killing my mother or the, the uh, fear of the chemo uh, making my mother worse than what she was before she went in, you know, because I haven't had to deal with that in my life. So I just praise God on today that she has two more sessions of chemo and she is doing extremely well. People cannot even believe how well she is doing uh, on this chemo, but it has worked for her. Um, she has had, you know, minor side effects. And, um, you know, she's had a lot of people praying for her. She's had a lot of people loving up on her. <clears throat> she's gotten a lot of attention uh, during this time, but she's doing extremely, extremely well. So I just thank God on today for my willingness to learn this lesson early. Y'all know how we can keep going around and around uh, in the wilderness, uh, but because the Lord, he's given us a free will. And so we can keep going or we can make it an 11 day trip. And so I chose to make it an 11 day trip and I'm like, I gotta let this go. Cause this is, I'm, I'm 52 years old at this point. And I, I did not want to go out like that. And I, that kind of stress, it made me feel like I was really going to, like some, something just different was going on with my body. 
and um, it had to stop. And I knew, well, it, it took my husband uh, and one of my friends to really tell me that is what you are experiencing because I went from being healthy, not feeling anything, not just what, you know what I mean? You can talk to people and you can listen, but the Lord allowed me to experience it for you. I said, oh Lord, so you want me to learn about um, healing right now, firsthand. So he did. And I learned about him as my healer. And I took herbs. I, um, I went to the uh, herb shop and I took different herbs for different things um, because I'm not a medicine type person, <laughs> but the herbs, they really helped. And um, so I just thank God on today. And I'm, my message to you is give it to the Lord. Give your son to the Lord. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. He loves your son more than you do. Give up the control. Give up the fear. God is a God of increase. That's an increase in your health. It's not just finances. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. So if you have fear about the decisions that your son is making, figure out where this fear is coming from. But God has not given you that spirit. God does not give us the spirit of fear. So we got to rebuke that spirit off of us and, and start just dealing with it, you know, right here and, and picking out some scriptures. Oh, and so I, I did a, um, a video, a I didn't make it a podcast, but it is on YouTube. It is a vid um, audio with healing scriptures for you and your son. Pick out some healing scriptures and just eat those like your medicine. Eat those like your medicine and just take it three times a day. Whatever scriptures resonate in your spirit so that you can get rid of it. And it may not be something that happens overnight, or it may come and go, come and go. You feel stress, now you don't. You feel the release, now you don't. But each time it's an opportunity for you to let go and understand that God is God and get to know him in a different way, in a real way, when you really want your healing to come. That's the healing of your mind, the healing of your heart, the healing of your soul. You want to be healed. You know you can't go on like this. I don't care how old your son is. Some people, some sons are one year old, two years old, 50 years old, 60, 70 years old. And you, mom, are still stressing over things that he's doing because you are still trying to control him. That's the bottom line. I was still trying to control my mother. I was trying to control her decisions. And oh, I forgot to tell you, one day in the hospital, we were talking about something. I wanted her to do something. I can't remember what it was. And so she said, no, I'm something. I remember what it was. And I said, no. And she said, don't be rolling your eyes at me. I said, I didn't roll my eyes at you. She said, you rolled your eyes at me. I said, Ma, 
<laughs> and so we went back and forth. And she talked about some, uh -huh, you thought she was being all nice to people. You sitting up here rolling your eye. This was her right after her surgery in the hospital, okay? And so I realized then um, I probably rolled my eyes because at that moment she didn't do what I wanted her to do, you know? And so find ways to let it go by giving your son to the Lord and ask him for wisdom. He said, if any man asks for wisdom, he'll give it to you. He will give it to you. And he speaks through people. He speaks through things. You know when it's the Lord's voice talking. You may not necessarily hear a voice that says, hey, let your son go now or before I smite it thee. No, you won't hear that. But somebody else may come along and, and give you a word of wisdom. You may hear it on a television show. You might hear it coming straight from me because I have decided to be a mouthpiece for God to use so that we can free up some of these men and so that you can free yourself, okay? So that you can free yourself. I pray that this message was for you. Let's go ahead and close out in prayer. Um, but before we do, make sure you subscribe so that you can hear these messages every Sunday. And then um, on the YouTube channel, you can uh, subscribe to the channel so that you can um, get the message when it comes out. Uh, make sure you like it, leave us a review, and let's bow our heads in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, O oh God, for this word that you have given us on today. We thank you, O oh God, for your grace and your mercy, and we thank you for the new mercies on today. Father God, we just love you. We just love you, and I pray that every woman at the sound of my voice makes a change, O oh God. I pray that she is encouraged, inspired, and empowered, O oh God, and we just thank you, O oh Lord, and we pray for every son <clears throat> that a mother uh, may be struggling with. Father God, we thank you for the miracle transformations that are taking place right now in the name of Jesus. So we thank you, O oh God, and we will be so careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Until the next time we meet again. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dr. Leslie Inspires. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Also, for more content and resources, please be sure to visit our website, www.drlesslieinspires.com. We'll see you in the next episode.